There's one more item for you, the last in our civics book. Rights. Boy, everyone in this country is always running around yammering about their fucking rights. I have a right. You have no right. We have a right. They don't have a right. Folks, I hate to spoil your fun, but there's no such thing as rights, okay? They're imaginary. We made them up, like the boogeyman. <laughs> the three little pigs, Pinocchio, Mother Goose, shit like that. Rights are an idea. They're just imaginary. They're a cute idea. Cute. But that's all cute and fictional. But if you think you do have rights, let me ask you this. Where do they come from? People say, well, they come from God. They're God-given rights. Oh, fuck, here we go again. Here we go again. The God excuse. The last refuge of a man with no answers and no argument, it came from God. Anything we can't describe must have come from God. Personally, folks, I believe that if your rights came from God, he would have given you the right to some food every day, and he would have given you the right to a roof over your head. God would have been looking out for you. God would have been looking out for you. You know that? He wouldn't have been worried about making sure you have a gun so you get drunk on Sunday night and kill your girlfriend's parents. <laughs> but let's say it's true. Let's say God gave us these rights. Why would he give us a certain number of rights? The Bill of Rights in this country has 10 stipulations, okay? 10 rights. And apparently God was doing sloppy work that week because we've had to amend the Bill of Rights an additional 17 times. So God forgot a couple of things like slavery. <laughs> just fucking slipped his mind. <laughs> but let's say, let's say God gave us the original 10. He gave the British 13. The British Bill of Rights has 13 stipulations. The Germans have 29. The Belgians have 25. The Swedish have only six. And some people in the world have no rights at all. What kind of a fucking goddamn God-given deal is that? <laughs> No rights at all? Why would God give different people in different countries different numbers of different rights? Boredom? Amusement? Bad arithmetic? Do we find out at long last after all this time that God is weak in math skills? Doesn't sound like divine planning to me. Sounds more like human planning. Sounds more like one group trying to control another group. In other words, business as usual in America. Now, if you think you do have rights, one last assignment for you. Next time you're at the computer, get on the internet, go to Wikipedia. When you get to Wikipedia, in the search field for Wikipedia, I want you to type in Japanese Americans 1942, and you'll find out all about your precious fucking rights, okay? All right. You know about it. You know about it. Yeah. In 1942, there were 110,000 Japanese American citizens and good standing, law abiding people who were thrown into internment camps simply because their parents were born in the wrong country. That's all they did wrong. They had no right to a lawyer, no right to a fair trial, no right to a jury of their peers, no right to due process of any kind. The only right they had, right this way, <laughs> into the internment camps. Just when these American citizens needed their rights the most, their government took them away. And rights aren't rights if someone can take them away. They're privileges. That's all we've ever had in this country is a bill of temporary privileges. And if you read the news even badly, you know that every year the list gets shorter and shorter and shorter. You see how similar? Yeah. 
Sooner or later, the people in this country are going to realize the government does not give a fuck about them. Government doesn't care about you or your children or your rights or your welfare or your safety. It simply doesn't give a fuck about you. It's interested in its own power. That's the only thing, keeping it and expanding it wherever possible. Personally, when it comes to rights, I think one of two things is true. I think either we have unlimited rights or we have no rights at all. Personally, I lean toward unlimited rights. I feel, for instance, I have the right to do anything I please. But if I do something you don't like, I think you have the right to kill me. So where are you going to find a fairer fucking deal than that? So the next time some asshole says to you, I have a right to my opinion, you say, oh yeah, well I have a right to my opinion, and my opinion is you have no right to your opinion. Then shoot the fuck and walk away. They call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of gris-gris in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best. They call me the Greeky Man. What's up, everybody? Got many clients. There's excitement and craziness happening in my house right now. Running down my It's Father's Day. They're making me waffles. So I'm about to go have waffles and coffee. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm that motherfucker Jody B., and I'm going to be your host for the evening. Uh, Jesus Christ. Shit is getting real. I don't even know. Um, it's a very interesting episode this evening, guys. Uh, friend of mine, Joe Moffat, fellow podcaster, sent me an article about some really fucked up shit that happened a long time ago some real racist shit and it bugged me real bad and so I decided I wanted to have uh, a podcast where we talked about racism I want to have a conversation and uh, we ended up having to put it off on a couple weeks you know it's just it's funny because I thought this was going to be an episode where Joe Moffat and myself were going to sit and talk about how fucked up white people are and that you know black people have had it really hard and that was what was going to happen. I was going to get woke. Because that's what I thought it meant. <laughs> I got woke. But it's not about you know, trying to tell everybody about how fucked up white people are. I found out it's a lot deeper than that. I'm rambling already, man. This one gets, gets kind of crazy, man. We, we ease into it, but just know I had a, a, a really enlightening conversation with Mr. Joe Moffat and uh, I, I really wish him the best and uh, I can't wait to see kind of where he goes from here with his stand-up career and everything else that he's doing because uh, I really enjoy him so you motherfuckers sit back relax and prepare yourself for Joe Moffat motherfucker if you work too hard and you need a little rest, try my Easy Life Rub or put some of my Boss Fix Jam in your breakfast. Try a little bit of Easy Life 
It's unfortunate that we even have to say Black Lives Matter. I mean, if you go through history, nobody ever gave a fuck. I mean, you can kill black people in the street. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody goes to prison. But when I say Black Lives Matter and you say all lives matter, that's like if I was to say gay lives matter and you say all lives matter. If I said women's lives matter and you say all lives matter, you're diluting what I'm saying. You're diluting the issue. The issue isn't about everybody. It's about black lives at the moment. But the truth of the matter is, they don't really give a fuck about anybody if you break the shit all the way down to the low fucking dirty ass truth. We say that black lives matter, but truthfully they really never have. No one ever really gave a fuck. Just read your books and history books. But honestly, it ain't just black. It's yellow, it's brown, it's red. It's anyone who ain't got cash. Poor whites that they call trash. Coming in hot on a Saturday. Motherfucking Whole Boys podcast. Gorilla style. Pardon the pun. Don't want to get Roseanne. It's not what I'm saying. I mean, militant minded. We're coming in. We're swinging for the motherfucking fences. And today I brought with me a special guest. Uh, well known in my circle. And uh, obviously, I don't even know if I've told you this, but uh, one of my highest downloaded episodes. For the last year, the one and only Joe motherfucking Moffat. What's in. going down, man? Yeah. What's the damn deal? The damn deal is you came by to have a chit chat with the old motherfucker Jody B. And uh, now we're going to talk about some happy stuff, but uh, we're also going to talk about some not so happy stuff today, Joe. And I figured you'd be the, the perfect person to uh, kind of come along on this journey with me today, since you, in fact, brought this whole shebang to my attention. So, <laughs> uh, first and foremost, how you doing, buddy? It's been a while. I'm doing, I'm doing pretty damn good, fam. How about yourself? Hmm. Can't complain. Had to get up early, do some work. Now, the baby uh, got up at 2 o'clock this morning and took a big, fat shit uh, then he did not go to sleep again until probably 5.30. I got up to go to work at like 6.45. So, running on a couple hours of sleep. Uh, I almost made a carnal sin today. Uh, got home from work. You know, uh, got a little rush this morning. Fell out of my routine. And you know how it is. When you come home, you finally start relaxing. You got to go and take you a big fat shit. Pretty much. I did such. Handled my business. Cleaned everything up went about my day my wife came home and she had been here for probably 10-15 minutes 
and I went in there to take a leak, and I realized that I forgot to flush the motherfucking toilet. <laughs> oh, no. You know how bad your wife will bust you out if you leave some shit in the toilet? You're a grown man. Call, mine are You see what this motherfucker done, done this nasty son of a bitch? Don't yeah. get your nasty ass in here, motherfucker. <laughs> now, see, she did it to me a couple months ago, and I didn't say shit because I didn't want to put her on blast like no, that. No, now see, when a woman do that, it's worse. You know, you supposed to put that on blast. You nasty bitch. Ugh. So close. I came in and she had left a floater. I go, oh, damn. I had to stop and think That's if maybe somebody fun. came by my house throughout the day. I'm like, did the fucking. Now, where do you live, Jody? Let me ask you that question. I live uh, outside of Little Rock in a little town called Skirwood, Arkansas. Because uh, like I got a whole lot of comedy followers out there. Well, a lot of people doing comedy out there that I know about. Yeah, um, uh, the scene is pretty hot out there, man. It's not bad, uh, to be honest with you, Joe. Uh, I kind of had to have a come to Jesus because you know I was thinking about trying to pursue stand-up comedy, but the reality of the situation is, is my time right now. It's just not going to lend itself to the the craft, and I don't want to half-ass it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that guy yeah. that just shows up once in a while and fucking is bullshitting, uh, especially when. There are plenty of other people that are actually on the come up that need the stage time. So I just no, it ain't even about that, man. You can't even look at it like that. Mm-hmm. It is because I mean, here's the thing. I'm 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 kind of I feel what you're saying, but I'm kind of on the outside looking in because where I am, there's literally one stage that I can perform on once a month. So you know, for me to be able to get somewhere, I got to drive a hundred miles south, a hundred miles east, or a hundred miles north. You know, and doing that on a Tuesday night when you got to be at work at eight on Wednesday can be a bit of a bitch. That's really it's really I come home from work, Joe, and then my wife goes to work for uh, two hours, two and a half. Mm -hmm. She gets home about seven thirty. And the thing is, is most of the open mics around here, the call is at seven. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's almost impossible. And I hate to use that word because I know where there's a will, there's a way. But at the moment, it just kind of is what it is. But I'm doing this, so this is kind of well, my I'm, way, you know. Yeah, and even if now, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying. I don't want you to get discouraged because, mm-hmm. and I only say this. Just let me say this. Even if it's not an open mic, even if you see a comedy show, right. and you just put to a show, sometimes if they have an opening slot, they'll let you get on, dog. Even if you pay to get in. That's I haven't. I, I've created my open nights, open mic situations. Because I didn't go in when they necessarily had said they had open. I walked in. I said, "Hey, I'm I'm I've done stand up before. I want to try to do it again." And then you know, 13 sets later, here we are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've hit OKC. I've hit Tulsa. You know, I ain't really been able to hit out the state yet, but that's kind of got me unnerved. But trust me, if 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 you you know you serious about it, and even if even if you can't get on stage, dude, always keep your writing up. You know, see that's as long what as you it writing, is. you working. I write, and uh, yeah, you writing, you working, bro. I think a bunch of funny shit once in a while, man. You know, yeah. If you writing, you working. I'll even see. I'll let you help me with some of my material if you want to. But hey, holler see me, what man. you got the chops for. <laughs> I happen to think I'm a funny motherfucker. <laughs> well, okay. Well, here we go. I'll give you one. All right. You want one? Give it to me. This What's happened your... to me last night. Comedy workshop. No, Thursday night. And I'm glad my wife is not in the room because she would probably laugh her ass off and fuck this whole story up for me. 
So, we we were in Tulsa, okay? Right. I want you to help me with this one. Okay. And now, now you ain't got to help me like doing the show. I'm just saying in general, just, just bear with me on this story. Mind you, this is the reason why I do comedy. Because of shit like this, I'm about to tell you right now. It happens not all the time like this, but in some certain situations. So they have this new Margaritaville Casino in Tulsa, right? Yeah. Beautiful atmosphere. Big ass 300 inch TV on the wall with island views and shit. They got the long hallway like the, you know, the natural casinos with the valet parking area and shit. Snazzy than a motherfucker. Between you and me, it's cleaner than the hard rock across town. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't tow that bitch up a million eyes. Right. And so we get to the room. We go upstairs and everything we staying in, in the resort and everything and shit you know me and my wife we filthy so we get our filth on jump in the shower and shit we go downstairs we going to eat a wonderful nice buffet dinner gonna eat shrimp and crab legs and all this shit yeah. real nice you know real real ritzy and we're coming downstairs and we're walking into the casino and we see a, 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 a semi-young lady. I say semi because, you know, she was leaning into the age of cougar, but ain't had hit there yet. Yeah. You know, she was on the cusp of cougar. So you know what like, I'm saying? Like 39 years old. I'll even push it back to say 36. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just like I said, purely on the cusp. She's, she's, she's still young, but she's ripening into that age well. Yeah. You know, and she's still dressed like a hoe. And I say she's dressed like a hoe. Because she had on a skirt that should have came with a hairnet. Oh, snap. Okay. I ain't bullshitting. And I say it should have came with a hairnet because I don't know what happened to her between coming to the car from the parking garage and getting to the area where my wife and I saw her. But she was walking like a little kid that was about to piss their pants. Right. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, nah, this is a grown-ass woman. She'll make it. Because the bathroom was like inches away. You could have yelled, hello, and echoed off of that bitch. Hello, you know? Yeah. She'd have been fine. I don't know what this bitch drank. I don't know what this bitch had in her system. But before I know, look up, I see all her ass coming out the back of her skirt. And I'm talking about the ass is tattooed. I'm reading the letters of the names of the niggas on her ass that are tattooed <laughs> on her cheeks. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm literally winking at the goddamn dragon as it bounces on her big bubbly ass. Okay. Did I wake up in a strip club? What happened? Here? Nigga, for real. <laughs> because I'm like, ain't we at the casino, bitch? And she was like, I know. This is my wife. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I must have blinked because in the midst of my blink, my wife said she turned around. And she saw all the front. I was like, wait a minute. You saw the front and I saw the back. She said, hell yeah. I said, God damn it. That's teamwork right there. That's how marriage <laughs> works wonderfully. When you work together as a team, she got front. I got back. And it's all worked out like that. You understand what I'm saying? That's, that's teamwork. Make the motherfucking dream work. Amen. Amen. <laughs> now, so... But in the midst of all this butt-naked sexiness, this bitch done left a trail of piss damn near halfway up this motherfucking wallway, clear up in the front of this casino. Oh, she man. damn near squatted behind the goddamn machine. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, she was fine in the motherfucker. But once I realized the bitch was pissing on herself, she lost all sex credit whatsoever. Nah. 
when you walking into a public arena and your ass is pissing on yourself, I don't, if Holly Berry walk up to me right now pissing on herself, I'm gonna be like, bitch, you're gross. Get the fuck away from me. It's just pee, Joe. I know. It, you, look, I enjoy piss just as much as the next pervert, but there's a boundary, sir. I'm just saying. Look, can my we, word. Can we agree on the fact that being hot absolutely helps public pissing on the floor? In some cases, yes, but in no. We'll take the same scenario and make her about I don't know two eighty and five five. <laughs> Would you not have screamed as all that I was had happening? Well, see, saying, once like, again, this, this is not... Y'all forget. They probably gave... No, bitch. look, it, that's not fair because they probably gave that bitch a towel and some, nigga, some paper towels. Nigga, you forget. Joe Moffat has dealt with many a situation <laughs> in his day. If you think this is the first time I've ever dealt with a public pissing, no, sir. Oh, no. I'm from the South, Not son. I've seen plenty bit. of girls pee outside. <laughs> Not even a little bit. My grandfather used to piss so much. He pissed in cups in his office because he didn't want to work walk the 12 feet to the bathroom in his oh. last 16-foot office that he had. And this motherfucker would piss in a cup. What would happen is he'd throw the cup in the front. And when you throw the front cup in the front and it's 110 degrees and that piss start frying on concrete. Yeah, it's not good. And this nigga is not hydrated whatsoever. <laughs> and nigga, you need some motherfucker. Drink this Gatorade, shit. Oh man, you're opening it's, up, opening up scars in my brain, Joe Moffat. My grandma, oh, my grandma was. See, a, you forget. My grandma was Once a big, again. big old bitch. She was, she was probably about two fifty. Yeah, dude. When I was a kid, we go to like deer camp, right? Deer camp. Deer camps, huh? Hunting deers. And so ah. you're sleeping on the floor and whatnot, and my grandma would piss into a coffee can, and then I'd have to empty that shit <laughs> outside. Yeah, it's your piss, you empty in your piss. I don't give a damn. Nah, There's, I would have called child abuse. <laughs> I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I dealt with some pretty wild uh-huh. shit in my day, Joe. <laughs> my, grandma, my stepmom, my stepmom asked me one time to rub her feet. I said, "Ain't that some for in a child molestation?" Dude, my grandma used to walk around butt ass naked in my house. <laughs> I've seen that woman. Toad, I could, toad I could, but my grandmother. I, I mean, oh, yeah, mine wasn't that out, but on the flip side, I can understand. You know what I'm saying? To no, an extent, she was a big, you know, big lady, and she used to like bend over and pick shit up. You ever seen a cow from behind? Like how all that mm, arrangement looks? No. Yeah, man. What's wrong with you, nigga? You supposed to close your eyes and respect your elders. I wouldn't have hey. gouged my fucking eyes the fuck out. I didn't say I was a normal person, Joe, mm-hmm. to be quite Not honest in. with you. I think uh, it, it warped me pretty uh. bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, old people are gross. <laughs> the moral of the story As is. Fuck. And, uh, yeah. You pee on anybody, yeah. Joe? <laughs> huh? You pee on anybody? Outside of the shower, I try not to. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, funny. I'm keeping it one. Uh, it's funny. Uh, you pee in the shower. That's just kind of what you do. And uh, I got a in baby. In most states. I got a baby now. And so it was kind of an adjustment getting used to not pissing in the shower <laughs> with my boy in there. I, uh, it's funny. I got a new technique now. Because you should just take a piss. You know what I'm saying? But now you just got to grab the head of that motherfucker and press it against your thigh. And then let <laughs> it uh, just uh. run down. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to piss on your boy. 
That just sounds fraught, man. <laughs> hey, man, being a daddy ain't always easy. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Right back at you, bro. I heard your uh, your last episode of your show, your uh, your graduation speech. It was very moving, Joe. I don't know if anybody ever told huh. you. Anybody ever had told you. But uh, you got away with words, and uh, it was a really <laughs> good episode, man. And congratulations to you, your daughter. You know, on uh, you said valedictorian. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Hmm. That's a really big deal, man. It, it really. Oh, yeah, I is. beat my children excellence. That's what I was saying. God damn right, you motherfucking right. I'm gonna kick your ass to success. Uh-uh. That way you can get the fuck out of my house, and I ain't got to worry about your ass coming back. Yes, indeed. <laughs> It's a good plan. Apparently, it works. Hell Everybody, yeah. you should write a fucking book. <laughs> I it, I already got one in the making. It's called Bad Parents Guide to Raising Good Kids. Man, I tell you what, the first chapter is titled, and Steve Harvey said, "Kick your kids' ass." You know, I'm kind of torn on it. Because here's the thing. Oh, I got, what? It's not about uh, whipping ass. Because here's here's the deal. Yeah. Like we try to do a peaceful parent thing, like we've never just hauled off and spanked the kid, but we've we've gotten control of all the situations thus far. So, um, I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm kind of at a line where I think you should definitely discipline your kids. I think spankings and shit like that is probably better for when they get a little older. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen people haul off and fucking like whip two year olds, and it's like. Hey man, that's a baby. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He doesn't understand. He doesn't even know his fucking alphabet. He fucking wants something. You know what I'm saying? Don't fucking, don't make me a part of this child abuse case. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. If a puppy pisses on the carpet, you wait till he get older to rub his nose in it, or you gonna whoop his ass? You gonna rub his nose in it right then? Here's the thing. <laughs> think about it. No, no, no. Here's think, think about it. Huh? No, no, no. Yeah. That, 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 that. Come on, before you give me a no, no, no. Yes or no? Which one you do? You do it when they're younger. I agree. Okay. I don't agree. Now, hold on. Yeah? Some of these motherfuckers go a little too goddamn far. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? There are tons of cases that that have ran through my phone. I mean, as we was talking about before we started the show, there's, there's a reason why I haven't been on the mic in such a long time. Yeah. And one of the biggest reasons why is because a lot of the things that I've been seeing going on in this world have me fucked up beyond compare. I mean, it's got a lot to do with some personal things. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, you know, for those that didn't know, I kind of talked about a few months ago, my grandmother passed away, things of that nature. I kind of went through a little bad spell that I, I didn't came out. Thank goodness. You know, with the help of my wife and kids and friends and everything. Um, and I just kind of, I've been kind of keeping it to the hip because it wasn't that I wasn't feeling the need to express my voice. It was more or less about what message I was saying and was anybody even getting it. And if they weren't getting it in that way, I needed to find another way. Right. You see what I'm saying? And, and that's kind of where this whole involvement from the show to the stage has come in because I've, I've used the show for so long, and I always said that I use the platform of the show to build my material. Mm -hmm. You know, now, you know, Daddy got a 20-minute, 30-minute set on lock. You know, no problem. 
45 minutes if we throwing in some bullshit and just, you know, playing around with the crowd having fun. You feel me? Yeah. So, I mean, but I had, I told myself if I wanted to do that, we was going to have to put 100% in it. And I put that 100% in it to make it better. But when it comes to discipline these kids, and, and here's the problem. When a kid, when, when a person walk into jail, the first thing they call them is fresh meat. I'm going to get a hold of that ass before anybody else do. You hear me? I, it's, it, I, I understand some of these rap bastards go too far. 100%. I, I, can't, I hate myself because I, I forget the little girl's name right now. That her mother and step, uh, mother and the mother's boyfriend. And a lot of these cases that I've been hearing about have been about these mother's boyfriend. Right. Putting their hands on these children. Okay. I've said it before publicly. I doubt one of you motherfuckers to put your hand on one of mine. Yeah. You yeah. better trust and believe. When I show up, I'm going, oh, baby. I'm going to do more than put a hand on you. I feel the same way. And see, that's we've kind of been missing some family functions lately with my family. Because I come from white trash, Joe. It, 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 it's all bad. They're coming around now because they're getting a little older, so they're not as rowdy as they used to be, but the next generation is right behind them, you know? Uh-huh. A lot of kids running around and shit, and a lot of, of what I'm talking about, like, if you're going to have to whip your kid's ass, make it count, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the thing is, is, unfortunately, I got hit a lot as a kid, and I know that it's definitely bred some, some violence into my tendencies. And as an adult now, I've had to keep that shit in check. And to be honest with you, you know, I've only really popped him once. Mm -hmm. And I was changing a diaper. You know what I'm saying? Shit everywhere. (laughs) And the little motherfucker started humping air while I I had his feet up. You know what I'm saying? He was humping. And I was like, dude, you know, and I I freaked out. And I didn't even give him a hundred. You know what I'm saying? I gave him a good swat. But it was like hand on ass. And uh, it left the... Through the uh, diaper, you know? No, no, well, he didn't have a diaper on, you know what I'm saying? Because I was changing, uh-huh. changing it. There was shit everywhere. And he was about to get shit on my couch. <laughs> so, you know, I gave him like a 50% swat. And it, like a little red mark of a fingerprint was on his leg. And dude, it like broke my heart. Like I sat there and I was like, oh man, that didn't feel good at all. <laughs> so I don't know. I've made the, the point that I think my wife is probably needs to be more the disciplinarian. Because it's just different for me, man. You know, like, I don't handle violence the same way. Like, I... I, I don't know. I don't know. I know that the kid has pretty good manners. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't do a lot of crazy shit. But also, my wife talks to him, like, all fucking day. She speaks to him like a, like a grown-up. She really does. And the kid's smart as fuck. And people say that all the time. But I'm just... You know, he gets around other kids his age or a little bit older. And, uh, you know, he knows colors, he knows how to count, he knows his alphabet, he's two and a half. So usually when he does something we don't like, like, we can communicate enough to him now. But I'm not saying, like, when he gets older and he's testing me, you know what I'm saying, that he's not going to get a swat or two. I think that's when it matters more because, you know, they, they translate, oh, shit, that didn't feel good, this is embarrassing. You know, when they're two, they right. don't fucking know what embarrassed is. They're running on basic instinct, happy, sad. You know, that's how they they roll. And I don't know. <laughs> With the puppy thing you said in the first place, you know, I, 
I have done both, to be honest with you. I've done the one where you definitely give them a swat and rub the nose in it and all that. But I've also, you know, paid attention to the dog and made a schedule to where it's like, all right, every two hours we're going outside and you piss outside. Oh, yeah. And see, see, that's the other thing. You got a lot of these parents that whoop these kids, but a lot of times these parents ain't raising these Right. And that, I think, is what I'm really getting at. If if you ain't giving that time, the the biggest problem is when they don't give the time. Because it, it makes no sense that we get caught up in so much bullshit when it comes to parenting and life and so on and so forth that we end up letting these TVs and these idiot boxes. I see parents nowadays, as soon as they walk into somewhere, if they child got to sit down for five minutes, the first thing they do is put a damn iPad in their hands. Right. And I think to myself, I'm like, what happened to books? Yeah. Or even better, what happened to you sitting your ass there, don't move, and if you do, I'm going to fuck you up. That's what my mama used to say to me. <laughs> and you turn. Okay, you think? Cause see, y'all think it's so funny. I, I hear all these stories about people talking about the the, the parents being the disciplinaries. You motherfuckers must didn't grow up with siblings. My sisters kicked my ass more than my parents ever did. Yeah, I'm an only child, Joe. I had cut. Nigga, my oldest sister body slammed me on the kitchen fucking floor when I was five. <laughs> that bitch was six foot then. She was ten. <laughs> What did you do? <laughs> I think I peed on myself. I'm like, at that age, I'm still allowed, bitch. <laughs> she was like, fucking Matumbo. Just body Shit. slammed your ass. I was like, not in my house. Do you know how far that fall is <laughs> for that being that small at that age, falling from six, seven feet in the fucking half? Like you were Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Nigga, no, I got, I got Andre the fucking Giant, didn't you? <laughs> Mm. Bitch tried to kill me. Then I pissed on myself again. They didn't know what you just dropped me on wood, bitch. You big <laughs> stupid ass heifer. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I got that bitch back though. What'd you do? Tell me. Speared that bitch through a damn near speared that bitch through a fucking wall. Gave her a Goldberg. Yeah, yes, sir. That was some good shit, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It felt uh, like I was alive, nigga. <laughs> Like nigga avenged. You know what? I think people from that era between wrestling and pop culture in general, I mean, we had the water boy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it was yeah. just hey, tackle a motherfucker. It's a double leg takedown. <laughs> but if you don't hit the ass right, you gonna get your ass wore out. Yeah, you gotta wrap them that's up. That's the one that's the one thing. You gotta <laughs> hit that. If you don't hit their ass right. To where, like, you do that, like, I had somebody do that shit one time to me, and I need that motherfucker dead to know. Because that nigga, that nigga sat there and ran up and tried to, I don't know, he tried to, like, run up, and when he hit, you know I'm a big dude, you right. know? <laughs> you ain't small, Joe. Not even a little bit. So when he hit me, first he hit that gut. When you hit that, you hit my gut, it's like hitting a goddamn hard ball, you right. know? I call it's, him. It's hard. It's, it's it's gooey, but then there's a wall behind that motherfucker. I call you know him, what I'm saying? I call them stealth abs. <laughs> it's like it's like beer. That there's a six pack somewhere in there. It's just hidden behind a keg. Uh, or I poured the keg into the six. I poured the six pack into the keg. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> so when you hit that bitch, it's hard. So when he hit me, he didn't move me. It was like it was damn near like being tickled, and you know, well. <laughs> It's like he was the, trying the rest to was in God's hands from there, you know. 
I sent him to talk to some angels. <laughs> you know, I mean, shit. He, you know, this was you. You heard the announcer come on after he did that. She's. This is when Billy knew he fucked up. <laughs> shit. Ah, oh, shit. So. What? What's behind the bag? Nothing. My wife was asking me where the cigarettes was at, and she was asked me if I bought a new. I got ice. Hold on. I got ice and cups, lady. That's it. Thank you. Oh, well, I got cups. I didn't get cigarettes off. We're doing an interview now. Uh, <laughs> I hope you got some editing to do on there. <laughs> oh, if not, keep it fucking out here. Love you. Tell her I said thank you for letting letting you hang out. Right. You know what I'm saying? She trust me. She know you appreciate it. She got the rest of it for. And plus, I I took her to the casino this weekend, so I'm good. You make any money? Yeah, made by six hundred. Nothing major. Oh, that ain't bad. Hell, that's a win, motherfucker. Uh, you got a buffet. Well, I mean, oh, well, okay. See, Look, when I say made six hundred. Y'all gotta understand when you say win in a casino. With me, I win as far as if I'm still playing and I come home with a little bit. Right. I probably won six hundred dollars, but I didn't come home with six hundred motherfucking dollars. Joe. And I see it. You made enough money to cover your gas home. You saw yeah. you saw some half pussy and ass and and got a crab leg dinner. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even tell you about the next morning. I call that a win, bro. Hold on, <laughs> I didn't tell you about the next morning. It happened again, what? only without the piss. You saw you saw another another. We was thing. eating breakfast <laughs> at the little at the little coffee nook that they had in there. It's real richy white folks. It's a coffee nook, and um. A little sales lady came out there with, you know, she was about five seven with a tennis skirt on. She went to bending over and she didn't split these little stockings that she had on, and the split is right there at her ass, and she had a big old monster truck ass. Goddamn! And all we could see was red lace panties covering everything. The one thing, the reason why I bring it up, because the shit that freaked me out. Wasn't me and my wife staring at this girl ass convincingly because we perverse. It was a bitch that popped up behind us talking about, yeah, I see that too. I was like, bitch, <laughs> What's... Uh, who is you? Since we're all you here. You nasty too, <laughs> hey, shit. Since we're all here. <laughs> make one big old nasty part of this motherfucker. Come here, bitch. We already seen your panties. Hey, we can have some fun in this motherfucker. Dog pile. <laughs> You seen more pussy in the Margaritaville. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. you know, it, it well no, see no, my wife saw the pussy the night before. We all saw the pussy the next morning. <laughs> that was like a group pussy viewing, you know. Cause what was funny, the girl went over there and told him that her pussy flashed and everybody and she told, I know. And just went on back to work. I was like, Hey, you a freak too. Hey, shit. I was like, hey, honey, get her phone number. My wife smacked me and we walked to the car. I was like, fuck. That's not bad. No, no. not bad at all. Not bad at all. I call that a fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins? Yeah. You win. <laughs> no, pretty much. That, that was like, you know. But like I said, this is why I do comedy. I don't have to write this shit. I can walk around in a day's time and have a week's worth of fucking material. Just watching and observing life. If you watch and observe life, you can see more fucked up shit than you have ever seen in your entire life. Oh, shit. That ain't no lie. I see a lot of fucked up shit. I don't know, man. It's. I think it's a, it's a nation of fucked up shit at this point. 
You said well, that shit. It's being created. I mean, we all know that. It's crazy. Joe, let's talk about racism, shall we? By all means, my good man. I had a friend of mine over last week. Name's Josh. He's a he's a mixed dude. You know, I think he grew up with some uh, white grandparents here in Arkansas. And uh, he's a really good dude. But they grew up in the hood, make no mistake. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing, nothing. you know. Right. He's, he's legit. And, uh, you know, he has his certain views on racism and stuff. And we were talking. And uh, I was really excited because I, I wanted to, to, to get this kind of out. I'm ready to be woke, Joe Moffat. I'm tired of, of not knowing about certain things and people not knowing about certain things. Because, unfortunately the school system I come through and you know just life in general I haven't taken the time to realize some some real fucked up shit (laughs) that's happened right and uh, so we're talking and we mentioned the 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 article that you sent me about the Tulsa riots the Tulsa race riots the green Greenwood massacre yeah Uh, man that one, that one hurt me bad, Joe. Uh, I'm 31 years old. And, you know, not one time have I found myself in a situation where that's been told to me or mentioned in any sense. That's a goddamn shame. You know that? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you watch the TV and you see all the stuff that's happening with the riots. You know, I'm, I'm upset enough about... How many times I'm seeing young black men getting murdered on TV uh, by police officers, <laughs> you know? And now, you know, you start to realize that it's it's real bad, man. <laughs> this shit's been going on for a long yeah. time. And yeah, it's pretty fucked up, Doc. I want to try to figure out what my part is in this this ordeal. I feel like you should be educated enough to kind of help me understand, you know, what I should be doing, how I should feel about some things, because I don't know, you know, and I can tell as many people as I can, you know, I, I try to be a good person, you know, right. but I don't know if that's enough sometimes, <laughs> because there's some real fucking travesties in in when I was talking to Josh, we're talking about that. And he said, yeah, you never heard about that, man? I said, no, I haven't. And he goes, you know, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. <laughs> he goes, but that's kind of a reason that a lot of black people don't like a lot of white people. <laughs> he said, because you don't take the time to know things. He said, it's not necessarily your fault. He said, you're not stupid. You're just ignorant. He said, you haven't taken the time and you don't understand. But somebody's, you know... Making a statement. Ignorance, I always remember something, and my grandmother used to tell me this. Ignorance is a two-way street. Right. There's things we don't know, there's things they don't know, because you notice the one thing your history books tell you about? They talk about slavery in two or three paragraphs, maybe a page or two with some pictures and so on. Never the good pictures. Never, never the pictures that should actually show you what slavery was. They show the market aspect of it, of humans being sold, and they'll show the workers in the field, but they rarely showed the 
they rarely allow were allowed to take pictures of the the deaths and the maims of the murders of, of, of hundreds of black people. You never got to see how in, in 1955 there well well actually you didn't really get to see how bad it was until around the 40s and the 50s um, when people had more access to cameras and they were bold enough to take pictures. Yeah. in front of churches with two or three black people swinging from the tree and they're all out there with their children enjoying Sunday dinner eating ice cream and shit man yeah and and so I mean and they didn't but, but, but wait these are the same people that will come up to a black person who is sitting here upset about what's going on in cities all over the country I'm not gonna name off one because this shit ain't happening in one it's happening everywhere and when they sit here and say, oh, well, shouldn't we just, shouldn't you give up and quit talking about slavery? No, we shouldn't quit talking about slavery because if you forget fucked up shit, it's going to happen twice over. The problem with the people, here's my problem with racism. We all stupid. It's less racism and more ignorance. Okay? Let me tell you why. You asked me earlier, you say, what, do you, what can you do to, to bring awareness or, or, or to show how you feel about the situation, right? That's kind of what the what, what, what the gist of it is, correct? Yes. Okay, so. You always hear about slavery. When you hear about slavery, who do you hear about? Uh, Harriet Tubman. Right, who else? Uh, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> No. Robert E. Lee, you Robert hear about Lee. all of the, the 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 generals, you hear about Lincoln and, and all of these great men who fought on both sides and all of this shit. What's the one thing you never hear about when you think about the Civil War? Tell me. White people. Where were all the white people? Hmm? Think about it. When you ever think about anything you heard about slavery, where the fuck were the white people? They were. You mean to tell me all these motherfuckers running around and 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 yeah, here's what happened. You want to know you don't why you don't hear about the white people? You want to why they don't tell you about the the slave owners killing white folks that was jumping over the fence and jumping over property because they would try to kill the slaves because the slaves were taking jobs from them? And the white folks to kill them in front of the slaves. God damn. They, they never tell you about the the slave owners and the slave masters that would also own stores in town. And if the white folks didn't have enough money, their asses wasn't going to eat, period. White folks dying of, of, of innocent diseases like tooth pain and shit. And, and and the common cold was killing fucking babies because they didn't have access to medicine because they weren't slaves. It wasn't until the Civil War that then white folks actually had a chance to step up and say something. Here was the funny part, though. They were fighting to continue to live life as normal, which was fucked up for them. It wasn't fucked up for slaves. Slaves had a place to stay. Slaves had food. Yeah, it was bullshit, but they had food. It was property. They were somebody's property, and they were in some way taken care of. What was the white folks? Yeah. Let me tell you why you don't hear about the white folks. Let me tell y'all where y'all been hoodwinked. 
and bamboozled. See, when, when Malcolm X said them words, he wasn't just talking to us. You hear me? He, he said, you all have been hoodwinked and bamboozled. The reason why he said that was because all through history, the basis of white supremacy was built off the handling of the Civil War. You don't hear stories about white folks because nobody chronicled it. You had somebody writing stories about the slaves. You had right people writing stories about the way that they were treated and, and murdered and harassed. You had property books showing how much each slave was worth, how much work they had to do, so on and so forth. You understand what I'm saying? You never heard about the bastard children, unfortunately, made with the slaves and so you know, and that was fucking horrible all on its own. Yeah. And the horrible, you know, you you I, I, I you think what you heard about Greenwood, boy, what I can tell you about Baltimore make you want to burn some shit down tonight. So after we talked, <laughs> we talked about the uh, the Tulsa riots, and he was like, "You've never heard right. about that." And he said, "Here's here's some other shit for you to look up." And uh, he mentioned the Tuskegee experiment. The who? Oh yeah. Which I had heard of, but had never yeah. actually looked into. So I took a few minutes and I looked, and that was some fucked up shit. Uh, give it a bunch. They of, did it. To, they did it to their own too. The only once again, the only, the only difference is mm-hmm. the only difference is somebody came out and said that is wrong. For One you. of us always came out fighting, saying that was wrong. You know what y'all were told? This is the way it's supposed to be, and this is right. White supremacy is built off of the basis of bullshit. Do you hear me? This is this is white. I'm gonna tell you how white supremacists work. I saw a meme a few months ago, and I have been living by this motherfucker because it pissed me off so fucking bad. It was a meme of this big, fat, goofy-looking fuck sitting on a Lamborghini. Okay. Dude writing the meme says, boss man pulls up to work in his new Lamborghini. I walk over to boss man and say, say, boss, that's a clean car you driving today. He says, sure is, Tim. And you know what? If you sell this year like you did for me last year, I'll be able to buy another one of these by January. Let me now. What just happened there? He saw behind the curtain. <laughs> what just happened there? Rich and poor, man. It's how little shit like that can open your goddamn eyes. You said because when the first time I saw that shit, I'm talking, nigga. I almost threw my fucking phone across. I am not. I still have my iPhone seven. I almost chunked that bitch through a fucking window. That's a tough one, man. I almost chunked that bitch through a fucking window. I know people every day killing themselves for another motherfucker. At the end of the day, they ain't gonna end up with shit. They gonna end up trying to figure out where to fucking get it from, where the next meal gonna come from, so on and so forth. My uh, my buddy Chris, he has a theory. He uh, he says we're all slaves. <laughs> oh hell yeah! You get have paid, been for years. Getting paid a little more, but uh, don't Mm-mm. don't get it twisted. No, we ain't. You're no, we ain't. If paid. you do an equivalency <laughs> of what the one percent make compared to ninety nine percent, and you go down to the lowest to the highest. Motherfucker, we make less than the slaves make nowadays. And that's the God honest truth. 
The only reason why it looked like we live for more is because they make things that's beneficial to us and our stupid asses run out and throw the money out for it to make us feel good about ourselves. That's the reason why it's goddamn pollution all over the places is everybody's bucking bullshit being thrown away because they're always trying to buy new shit. You don't take your TV to the repairman no more. Now you throw it in the motherfucking trash and you mother now you throw it in the trash and go buy a fucking new one. You feel me? And it's a fucking it's a sick twisted cycle, but we do it all the time. We're fucking sheep, man. We literally we if the American public would stay home one day. Not spend a time, not spend a dime one day, not use a utility one day. You'd see change in this world that would be unfucking believable. But it wouldn't be the change you think. These motherfuckers wouldn't act right. They would have a stupid, because here's another thing you got stupid motherfuckers in the military. I know I just said that out loud. I respect our fighting men and women, but in the same breath and light, they dumb than a motherfucker. Because hey, when a hey, hold on, yeah. let me hold on. No, no, let, go hold ahead. on. Let me make my point. Make let me it. make my point. <laughs> let me tell you why. Yeah. Because one of these days, them same soldiers are gonna be asked to come towards us. Them same soldiers may have to one day be asked to be used towards American citizens, and you're gonna have a soldier looking across, pointing his gun at his own damn mama. What you think he gonna do? I don't know. You're going to see a husband pointing a gun at his... You're going to see a father pointing a gun at his child. What you think you're going to do? I don't know. The way that people are disconnecting now, life is very cheap, Joe. You see what I'm saying about that, man? Because y- y- you that is where the biggest connection has been lost, which is the need and understanding that there is no black. There is no white. There is no Hindu. There is no Iranian. There is no Pakistani. There is no Russian. There is no European. Nigga, we all human. We have different ways of expressing ourselves. That's our culture. But don't let your culture define who the fuck you are. And that is our fucking problem. We let out. We let all of these these bullshit labels come and tell us who the fuck we supposed to be. And at the end of the day, it's all bullshit because you can't once again, because guess what? When a motherfucker tell your stupid ass, oh, it's time to change that. Well, oh, damn, you want to be something else all over again. And not another motherfucker out here really, truly understand who the fuck they are. That's why we do all this bullshit to try to make ourselves feel better. Buying shit and talking shit and pulling shit and hustling and grinding. We try to tune ourselves out from what's real. You understand what I'm saying? You got folks out here right now not wanting to have kids because they feel that they're going to lose the ability to live their life yeah. and accumulate shit that ain't worth a fuck. They don't give a damn about living on generation and try to carry on a legacy and building something for their families to value. They just want to buy shit. Consumers. Consume, yeah. consume, consume. The latest and it's, it's, and greatest. it's a fucking disease. It is pretty bad, man. It, it's the Instagram culture, man. It's all about what. No, you this ain't Instagram, baby. This has been going on. No, MySpace ain't even got. Look, 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 look. MySpace, the internet. Look, look. 
None of that's got nothing to do with it. Y'all niggas need to go back a little bit further. See, that's the other. That's the third problem. (laughs) Everybody want to sit here and think this shit just started. Really, bitch? No. How many days did Rick, Richard Nixon serve in jail in behind bars in prison? I'll wait. Yeah. And how many crimes did that nigga commit? A few. <laughs> I'll wait. This shit been going on for eons. There's motherfuckers pulling the strings. The problem is we too focused on the string up somebody's ass instead of the string that's pouncing our asses around, keeping us on that time clock. We got to be here at this time. We got to be here at that time. I catch myself on the weekends watching the clock to see how much time I have to chill from the time I have to get up in the morning and got to go to sleep to the time I have to go to work and going on to that damn hamster wheel over and over and over and over. And at the end of the day, it gains absolutely nothing but me but the ability to pay a bill to a motherfucker to stay in a circumstantial situation that I'm in because that's what life has me at. And if you put that shit in paper and send it out to everybody, half of the motherfuckers are going to read it, going to know it's them, but they're going to throw it away and get pissed off and call it bullshit. Yep. My buddy says, uh, you know, that's the goal. You have to figure out a way to, to pay for your freedom in life. You find your money. Mm-hmm. Some people, I, I saw a quote the other day I thought was kind of funny. It was just talking about, like, what you're saying. It was, you know, some people are born on third base thinking they hit a triple. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. Mm-mm. You don't know. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that, that are really struggling. And for what? You know, I think, you know, the Anthony Bourdain dude? I heard about that, and that, that actually upset me because he's a pretty good cat, and it, it, it really alarms me that he wasn't able to actually get help right. for, for that. And, you know, I've, I've recently been going through that myself, you know, and to the point where... I, too, felt that I needed to get help. But we live in this culture, particularly, you know, in in the black community, where there's always somebody telling us that if we see a psychiatrist or we talk to somebody about our problems, we wrong. Or, right. or you always got a motherfucker that you may talk to about your problems, and he'll call you a little bitch and tell you, oh, you need to man up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the other one on, on both black and white cultures. They quick to say to their men, you know, man up, be a man, do it. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if you have a weak moment, then you're a bitch, and that's bullshit. If you have a weak moment, and you're trying your best not to do some shit that might put your ass in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, sometimes you got to cry to keep you from ripping a motherfucking face off. I'm thinking real wholeheartedly about stabbing him in the face right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kicking your dick into your throat muscle. I'm not bullshitting. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, motherfucker? If you like your teeth, please let these tears flow. Right. If I was you, bitch, give me your shoulder. Make no mistake. Because I will fuck this you is, up. This is the, the, the overfill valve. <laughs> this is the... Yeah. <laughs> It comes Shit. out in tears, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. But but it, it, on the flip side, you need that. 
And, and it's fucked up. I hate hearing people say that. I used to say that. I used to be a bit. I used to say that shit real bad because I had a rough childhood. Now I was always quick to say, yeah, I went through all this shit, but if I could go through the shit that I've been through, I'd be all right. Problem was, I usually said shit like that while I was fucked up or had a nose full of cocaine or wasn't doing a goddamn thing worthwhile to make me look less than a piece of shit. It took a long time for Joe Moffat to evolve. Okay? I, uh, I understand that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of the reasons it, why I think I, uh, I appreciate you, Joe, is, you know, you, you have definitely found your way to adjust. And I think that's oh, what yeah. makes people like you and I successful is... You see, you you read the field and you make the adjustments. May not be what you really want to do sometimes, but you figure the shit out. <laughs> Nigga. Like a cockroach. Motherfucker, that ain't the underestimation <laughs> of the motherfucking last two centuries. Yes. Shit. He told me about Niggas. another one that made me really sad. What was that? Story of Emmett Till. Yeah. I hadn't heard that one. Emmett Till was fucked up because I see white women all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay? All the time. I have had women throw themselves at me in front of my wife. Okay? I do good for myself. Right. Okay, I got this. Thing. I do good for myself. I'm, 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 I'm pretty nice on the eyes, okay? and I'm I clean a, up very well. I'm a bad motherfucker. But indeed, indeed, you know, I got to be fly. I tell them, motherfucker, you see me in flip flops and shorts now, bitch. Don't let me go home. <laughs> I jump in that closet, come out, and show you something. Uh, I steal that from my. I, I steal that comment from my mama. She used to say that shit. And the first time I heard her say this, I thought that was the coldest motherfucking shit I had ever heard in my goddamn life. I was like, that is the most pimp shit I have ever <laughs> heard anybody tell a bitch ever. <laughs> I got that from my mama. She crazy than motherfucker. <laughs> shit. But Emmett Till, you know, that's what happened in them days, man. Emmett Till wasn't the only one to go through that. Matilda's mother came out and and made it and wanted the world to see her child. That's what made the world know Emmett Till. There's there's thousands of names that have gone unmentioned. (sighs) The Tulsa riot thing was really disturbing, man. I've got the article here that the lady wrote, and I think I'd like to read it, if you don't mind. Go ahead. The, the details, it reads like a movie. If I'm being perfectly honest, man, uh, Jordan Peele, if you happen to be listening, <laughs> this, <laughs> might, this might be a shot for you, buddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, this might be something to turn your attention to. You're a damn good director, and I think you could definitely, uh, you know, find a good angle. I still this. ain't seen Get Out, fool. You know what? That's your problem. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it ain't because I'm scary, nigga. It's because my wife's scary. Nah, I, yeah. Oh, she always shaking her head. Yeah, she's scared, motherfucker. 
and she sure don't want to see some shit, you know, that might have to have her doing some extra filthy shit after we watch it because right. it's going to piss me the fuck off. <laughs> she is getting, getting real. <laughs> We're not allowed to watch Django in this house. <laughs> Get my fucking we, butt. We watch Django. Django almost got somebody fucked up. <laughs> I started, I, I started making her shit. I was just, just I got pissed off. Like, goddamn, say my name. She said, "Yes, African King." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad to the motherfucker shit. So I take funny. it out the other way. I know how with this jerk. <laughs> but yes, we were talking about serious. So. <laughs> See, that's that's why it's a good thing. We sit here and we go back and forth, Joe. We're trying to. Dude, I'm a fucking me. idiot. Okay, when I say I've turned the comedy on, I have turned my comedy switch on to a thousand. That's the other reason why I'm not doing the show because I was getting too damn serious, dude. Yeah, I was having moments where I was getting heated. You know what? You I know think? what I'm saying? I think that you got to take the Bill Nye approach. I don't know if you ever watched Bill Nye the Science Guy as a kid. I I got to see it once or twice as an adult. I watched it a little bit. It's it's made for kids with ADD. It's a lot of loud noises and and sounds and, and shit. So that's what you do. That's how you oh educate. That sounds like my last marriage. Mm, uh, that's what you do. You fucking you throw a lot of noise at it. You throw a lot of noise at it, and then you hit them with shiny facts. thing, shiny thing. Hit them with a fact or two, and then knock them back. <laughs> so <laughs> the the I don't even know what Greenwood. Was it a county? Is it just kind of like no, a, a it's part of town? No, it's actually just like a, a neighborhood. Section? Yeah, like a big neighborhood. It, it, it's just a neighborhood. It, it's actually, they have now, they, they've reconstructed it. It's been gentrified like a motherfucker. Um, but they do have the Greenwood Culture, Cultural Center. Um, I've been trying to set up performances there. I went to a performance there. But it was my first time. You know, I, I lived in Tulsa back in 2002. I went to school out in a Tulsa Job Corps, and um, I never—they never took us out there. I, 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 I too, I'm, I was like you. I didn't know anything about it, yeah. you know, up to that point. You know, I, I heard there was a race riot in Tulsa, but I never heard of why. I never heard the 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 purpose. I never understood the the concept of it. But I'm 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 a Remember what we were just talking about with slavery? Yes. And remember I asked that question. Where were the white folks? Why weren't they the poor white people who you never hear them mentioned? That is something, that, is something at, that came up. People that, And it's weird because when a white person responds with that, it kind of makes them sound like a cocksucker. You know what I'm saying? When it's an article <laughs> about that and somebody goes, white people got killed in that shit too, motherfucker. Well, no, 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 no. Well, see, the goes, parts there, look, see, some of them idiots are looking at more of the Civil War. That ain't the case. What I'm looking at is the economic impact and the outpour that came from it, particularly from those who joined the side of the Confederacy, who were fighting with people who were trying to keep them in the same position that they were already in. Yes. They were fighting to keep slavery going to no effect to the people who were fighting. There were people who gave their lives to keep being poor. The, 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 the Union wasn't about ending... They were about ending slavery because they wanted to help their white people get a job. 
You understand what I'm saying? They wanted these slave owners to pay a fair wage. Right. That is the reason for the Civil War. These slave owners were stacking cash like it was nobody's business. And guess what else they were not doing with that money? Sure. Give it to me. When you stacking cash in the United States of America and your ass ain't paying who? Come on. Come give it to me. Uncle Sam. You know, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, you got it. Them slave owners wasn't paying a goddamn dime in taxes to the United to the to the Union. Certainly not. Give me that. So yeah, give me that money. You damn right. They didn't have a goddamn thing to do with slavery. They wanted to collect that tax money, and they wanted to get them white folks that was out there dying in them streets into a job, and even maybe even get the slaves to work too, and get them to pay taxes. See, what happened with black folks was that when black folks got released from slavery, black folks had to ask the question of now what? We free. Now what? Yeah. The freedom from slavery didn't come with a ticket back to Africa, motherfucker. You understand what I'm saying? Figured out. And by the time <laughs> for the generations of families that had already been here in the United States, by the time they got to Africa, these motherfuckers weren't going to be able to get off the boat and be like, all right, let me go to uh, uh, Joaquin's house over there, man. We, right. we, you know, what was they supposed to do? pull back in a country that wasn't going to do nothing but push them back anyway because they weren't them anymore. Yeah, things weren't going great in Africa then either, I don't guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They'd have dropped the slaves off and then half of the white folks that had dropped the slaves off, they'd have been killed too because of all the shit that was going on in Africa. So well, what do you do? What, what, what were the slaves supposed to do after they got released? Find where the work is. Move and guess where they had to go back to work? At the farms. And guess who they was working next to? White people. Say it again. White people. And guess what they wasn't getting? Paid. Ding, 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 ding. And then you get hit if you get out of line about it. Boy. Yep. Oh, no, they just fired you then. Or, or they held it over your head. They, they wouldn't hit their own, but they would treat you like a bitch. What does that sound like? McDonald's. Man, Roots would have mm -hmm. been crazy with some white slaves in it, wouldn't it? Hey, look, look. I, I, I'm going to keep it 100. I, like I said, if, if, we gonna, if we're finally going to talk about racism, let's talk about Let's stop talking about the shit that happened. It happened. It was fucked up. It all happened. Okay? Yeah. We can't go back and fix that. It ain't another motherfucker ain't got the capability of being able to go back what happened. My problem is happening right here and right now. With Philando Castile. That one was real bad. A black man on his way to work. Yeah. The nigga worked with children. And was good at his job. He could have one day led someone to greatness. He could have helped the child that was having a problem keep them from being something terrible. We need thousands of people like him. And that police officer took his life without thinking twice. Yeah. It's still I'm tired of being a black man walking into a goddamn store. And it, it, <laughs> it was so funny. We was in Burlington Co-Factory yesterday, right? Yeah. 
Now we're in a we were in Tulsa, so Tulsa is predominantly has a large predomination of black folks compared to the rest of Oklahoma. I'll be honest, right. and, I, and that's including Oklahoma City. You, you just you don't see it. And uh, we went Burlington Co Factory, and my wife had me try on a shirt, and I just you know it was a button up, so I just put it over my t shirt, and I went over the mirror and looked in the shirt. I see the little security lady come walking towards me, and I was like. Niggas, you fucking bullshitting. I know goddamn well this woman ain't about to come fuck with me. That's the first thought that comes to my mind. You understand what I'm saying? I was damn near, you know, about to start pulling the shirt off because I'm like, oh, shit, I don't want her to think I'm about to run out of this motherfucker with this shirt. Right. You know, I'm in here with this white woman and she would beat my ass if I did that <laughs> stupid shit. Plus, I'm a big motherfucker, so if I'm running, somebody's going to be chasing me. Nigga, my knee already hurting, my other foot ankle hurting and shit. I tore all my shit up at the airport trying to get this nigga to the plane last week. I ain't even in the mood. I got a pocket full of money, bitch. I can buy this and you dinner. What's happening? You know? She walked up on me. She's like, I don't know if you're shopping for an opinion, but that shirt looks good on you. And walked off. I was like, well, thank you, sweetheart. I so appreciate that. That motherfucker (laughs) hanging in my closet right now. (laughs) Police approved. Shit. That bitch hanging in my closet right now. That's You know, but I freaked the fuck out. I'm serious, Jody. I didn't know what to fucking think. It's tough, man. You know, I don't know what that feels. I know what it feels like to be poor, so I can relate to a lot of fucking people in my life that I've I've spoke to, and we talk <laughs> about real shit and life experiences. And I mean, every once in a while, I'll ha- I'm not one up in somebody, but it's like sometimes it's just I pull out the ace. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know what that's like. I don't know to. And you never will, pimp. I don't. I mean. Wh- you never will. You'll never be. You'll never be able to understand what it is to be treated like a threat. Yeah. And there's a lot. This this goes back to that conversation like we were having earlier on the topic of mental health. There are a lot of stories that's not being told about a lot of black kids who are not able to handle that stress and frustration. You understand what I'm saying? Because like they deal with it on a regular basis at school. If 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 if, if it, it's not even necessarily bullies, as far as kids, but even teachers, you know, still teachers. There's still a teacher out there in a the classroom right now telling a young black kid that you ain't gonna grow up to be shit. Yeah, that's fucked up. Because this motherfucker wasn't able to link in with that little son of a bitch in a way to inspire their mind and make them do better for themselves. That's the failure on the teacher, not the failure of the child. My grandmother was a school teacher for 32 years. She said there was not. She said there were certain chances and situations where I wish I'd have done more with a child, but I'll never blame the child for a job I couldn't get done. That's the realest shit. That that it can't get no realer than that. It's our job, I guess. You We're feel all me? Supposed to do our part and, and try to let people know, especially our children. Now, here's the thing with the police. They are wearing a uniform. They take that uniform off. They go home and they're back to being human beings, just like you and me. Did you ever hear about the cop who got shot? What's that? Which cop? Did you ever hear about the black cop that got shot by the cop? 
I don't know. When did that happen? You need to. You need no. They shot him. You need to pull that one up. What happened was the police officer. They they were. They, it was a high speed chase, and it got caught up in a cul de sac. Well, apparently there was two officers chasing a guy, and the car veered off the road, and they were getting. They they had the guy hemmed up, and they had their cars pointing at him, and he started shooting at him. Well, the police officer apparently one of the black officer lived in the neighborhood. He grabbed his gun and his badge and ran outside to help the other police officers. The first two freaked out, but then he showed them his badge. He was like, hey, we're good. He's standing behind the two police officers. They all standing there talking to each other. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, no. They were squatting down behind the car. Another officer pulls up, sees he, this officer squatting with the other two and sees his gun and shoot his ass. Was this the one that yeah. happened in the backyard? No, that no, that was the kid. That was a kid. I'm that sorry. was a kid so that goddamn, had the cell phone. There's so see, there, it's so it, it's so many. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, that's what scares me the most of all of this is that it becomes normalized. You understand? Just like you just said, there's so many that you, you can't keep up with them all. And guess what? As a black man, I don't have a choice. Yeah. You heard Driving Wild Black. You didn't heard the story. You heard DWB. That shit was very real. It's still real. That shit happened to me, bruh. Yeah, that shit happens here. Don't kid yourself. And you know what? You know? That's the really fucked up part, man. And, and not to get... I'm not trying to shift back, but that whole the Tulsa riot thing was particularly upsetting for me. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, slavery, that's that happened a while ago. And it, it is a little upsetting when, like, you try to talk to white people, and it just it's when I'm talking to other white people, and we get on that subject. And I try to say some shit like, you know, I get it. <laughs> I'd be pretty mad still, too. And then they're like, well, slavery, blah, blah. And it, they start talking that shit, and I'm like, yeah, that was 200 years ago, but, like, there was some other shit that happened not that long ago, uh, sir. Yeah. You know, and it, you don't want to be fucking yelling at your friends. I've done it a few times just to be like, dude, this is, we need to change the fucking subject. Let, this is- let, let, let me put it to you like this. Black people have truly been free in this country as far as being able to walk in any establishment, drink from any water fountain, sit in any seat. Shit, be themselves. If you really look at it, for about forty-five to fifty years, bro. Yeah. If that. And people, there's still people who have lived this shit. My father lived that shit in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Oh man. My mama lived that shit in Bryan, Texas. They still alive, walking and breathing, living and breathing on this earth. My grandmother just passed in early this year. 1932. She seen all of the shit. Got pulled over by the police. Got pulled over and got chased by the dogs. Got pulled over, tried to go in and eat somewhere and had to worry about folks spitting and and putting shit in your food and everything when you come out the back of the restaurant. Having to use the other bathroom. But do you know how many black folks they did? If they took a history just sat down 50 black folks that have never had a chance to tell a story your ass I had to open another museum 
All it takes is 50 over 60. Don't go over 90. Lord have mercy. Yeah, it should be getting rough. 80. I, 70. So Think about it. You really got to think about this, dog. You, you going back to the Tulsa riots, I'm with you, but you got to understand, there is people still alive, walking and living and breathing and talking and live through this shit. This is the 60s, 50s, 40s. You know, it's not not even 100 years ago. <laughs> my, my dad was born in 1952, dog. He was a teenager through Vietnam. Yeah. The only reason why he had to go is because he was his mother's only son. God damn it. Could you imagine Vietnam? Like, just that time. I wouldn't have had to go. Or just the whole time and the meaning of the war. I mean, it... it we went over to fight a war to free people in a country that don't give a fuck about half of the people that's going over there to fight for your ass. Ain't that about a bitch? Seems like you wasted a little bit of time. You think? Mm. You ever watched the movie Dead Presidents? I seen it once when I was younger. It's been a while. Remember though. the part when they was talking about they had they was throwing them flies. They thought they was about to bomb them, and they threw flies out the plane, telling them, "Black man, black man, this ain't your war." Yeah, there was a lot of that, right? It was when the Black Panther Party came. Because they, huh? they was telling them niggas, you ain't got no business being here fighting next to these white folks who don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. And they still did it. And they still came home. And still had soldiers coming home from World War II. They were soldiers coming off of the boat from World War II. Being beaten and abused with medals and a uniform being beaten and abused. Sometimes I'm killed as soon as they got off the boat by bitch ass motherfuckers who didn't even have the nuts to go. Who hid and tried every motherfucking way to keep their punk asses over here. Like I said, man, they, they, it ain't enough. It ain't, we ain't got enough time and clock to talk about the shit. The only thing we need to truly talk about, my friend, is what we can do as people to do better. And the only way we're going to be able to truly do better is in this shit about race. We have got to stop it. Yeah. Race has got to stop. We have got to stop talking about race. We need to kill these labels. You understand what I'm saying? It bothers me that a man, that, that a kid, just because he's a little feminine, he feels that he has to be with men, but even though he loves and adores women, but in some cases has a problem meeting women because women have been told all these years, well, you're supposed to be with a man's man. You're supposed to be with a man, but then you want this nigga to listen to your ass and talk to you and express his feelings and concern while you got this little half-fruity motherfucker over here that will do all of that shit and love you unconditionally. He ain't good enough for you. Dog, this shit goes a lot deeper than just race. This shit goes, it delves into everything. You got to understand, we are caught in a war. We are caught in bullshit. And until we stop bullshitting ourselves and, and really step in that mirror and look at each other and look at ourselves and say, this is who I am as a human being. Ain't nothing going to ever change. This shit going to stay the same. Day in and day out. It's white folks right now that won't rate. They ain't racist, but they won't have interracial children simply because of the fear that they don't want to have to raise their child in a world that they will have to fight for that baby to simply be on earth. It's pretty fucked, man. I've heard that. I've heard it come out of This shit goes deep. It goes way deeper than that. It goes a billion times deeper than you guys could. We could ever get into it today, man. 
But all we can do is deliver the message of do better. What I always say, pimp, do better. You do better, and you're going to be great. You keep up that bullshit, you're going to keep getting the same shit over and over again. And history is going to keep repeating itself over and over and over again. I'm telling you. The same thing, the same thing that got me exclusive seats after 9-11 on a flake flight could get me killed. And that's simply being a big black man in America. God honest truth. It's true. It's I, true, man. Yeah. Like what what the fuck do you, are you supposed to say? Like I don't know. It's crazy. Ain't nothing you can say, dog. All you can do is do better. We we can't we can't sit here and delve off on of that bullshit. I can't. That that's that's my big mission right now. My big mission is to talk about, and I, I've been working on that format of of finding the goodness in this world, and, and showing the the power of the human spirit, and stop everybody loving each other just because some fucked up shit that happened. Ladies and gentlemen, it don't take a storm for fucked up shit to happen. Fucked up shit is happening all the time. We can all start working on doing better together now. I'm Don't trying. wait to go over and ask your neighbor if they need help with something just because their car got floated up the street. Ask that nigga if they need help just because they're carrying in their groceries. Or, or, or hell, or if they assholes, just nod at them and go in the house. But we ain't got to be, we ain't got to fuck to kick it. But we got to do better than what we've been doing before. Yeah, got to be a little nicer. Got to. Well, no, you can still be an spirit. asshole. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Or you could be a nice. Be an nice asshole, asshole to a human being, not an asshole to a nigger. <laughs> or to a honky, or to a wetback, or, 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 or to to an engine, or whatever. Be an asshole to a human being. That fucking That's all guy. I'm saying. <laughs> that fucking guy. God damn it. Yo, yo, yeah. Did you talk about that video from McDonald's? Which one? The one from, did you ever see that one with the, when the, the little dude, the little white dude was arguing with the big black dude in front of him, and he said, I'm not even going to call you the N-word, you, you, you fucking black guy, and that nigga threw his ass across the couch. <laughs> he tossed his ass like a fucking lawn chair across the fucking counter. That shit was funny, that motherfucker. <laughs> he guilty by association. He did not call him a nigga. He said, I will not call you the N word, but then he said, you fucking black guy. <laughs> and that motherfucker tossed his ass. I know. <laughs> did you, wait, no. Did you ever see, hold on. I'm going to tell you what that reminds me of. Remember Eddie Murphy, was Eddie Murphy Raw or Eddie Murphy Delirious? You ever seen both of them? I have. I, I've seen deli- uh, Raw Purple Suit. No. Yeah. Purple yeah. Suit no. That's purple suit. Yeah. Remember what he was talking about when Rocky came out and the, all the Italian dudes getting all cocky to Rocco, Rocco to my, I'll go kick that big nigga's ass and shit. That's what I thought about when that motherfucker tossed his little ass across that goddamn collar. It's pretty funny. I saw a white boy get his ass whipped in a schoolyard one time by a big old black girl because he decided oh. to nut up. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't see niggas get hurled out by black women. You, uh, uh-uh. uh, it was real bad. It was real bad. Yeah, because the thing I, is, I, I think he even swung on her a couple times, and it didn't matter because she she fucking had that titty strength. You know what I'm saying? She, mm-hmm. was, she was thick legged, and she had them big old titties. So she, yeah, she put all the titty meat into her punches, and uh, she laced his ass. One false move, and his ass was done. Split his lip up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kicked him in the head. Hell yeah! Times. It wasn't good. That's crazy. 
But yeah, man, I, I just that's that that's what we need to work on. We 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 can't keep focusing on on the things that have happened because you know what that's gonna keep that's gonna keep us in the same loop of talking about it. We need to look into doing better and doing more. When we do that, I'm telling you, you'll start seeing change, dog. That that's what we got to do. I'm with that. That that's the end game. That's got to be the end game. It's doing better. And, and and like I said, you ain't gotta love. You ain't gotta be you gotta, about to be fucking somebody to kick it. And you can still be pissed at somebody and call them an asshole. But call them an asshole as a human being. Don't call them an asshole because of their skin color. Don't worry about who I am just because I'm a big old dude walking in the dillards. And you think just because I'm a big black dude, I might steal some shit, motherfucker. I got a pocket full of money and can spend it on you and every bitch in this bitch if I want to, bitch. How you gonna be discreet when you fucking big? You can't be. Can't big. be. You can't be big and sneaky. Uh, that ain't a thing. Nigga, I, I, I wear my size with pride and sex appeal every day of my life. <laughs> One thing, I'm not sneaky. <laughs> not even a little bit. I can't even sneak in the pussy. <laughs> well, Shit. you know what? Everybody, Google the fucking Tulsa riots. <laughs> I, Most definitely, it's not even working. I've got so worked. I mean, it's it, a Joe. story to read, Listen, but you know, this is this is the thing. I, I'll give you the the synopsis. There was a really, really uh, thriving, prominent uh, section of Tulsa, Oklahoma, that that was all black, black run, black owned, uh, black operated, black Wall Street. That's right. And uh, uh, broke ass white folks burnt it down pretty much. Miscommunication between a young black man and a and a lady resulted in him being taken into jail. He was held for his safety, which, yeah, I guess in that time, and that, a bunch of people showed up to to demand his lynching, and the community was like, "No, not today, bitch," <laughs> and and they circled up the wagons. And all them white people went and got their guns, and shots rang out, and a bunch of people fucking died. It was 36 hours of hell. Yep. They literally flew planes in, dropped dynamite on houses. They were machine gunning people. Uh, 35 city blocks was destroyed in 36 hours. The Oklahoma National Guard was called in. It's one of the the worst race-related riots of all time in American history. So look that shit up. (laughs) <laughs> and do you, and remember what I told you now. You, and understand you that up. When, remember when, what you brought up about the nat- just said the National Guard got called in once again. Them National Guard soldiers wasn't from different parts of the country. They was from right there in Oklahoma, and they had to go out and fight their own people to save black people who they was all probably racist against too. But because they were soldiers, they had to do what the government told them to do to prevent the Negro uprising. You understand what I'm saying, man? It's just it 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 it, it delves so deep, dog. That's why I keep saying you, you you can't you gotta focus on going forward because if we don't focus on fo- going forward that past shit is gonna keep happening over and over and over. But you should trust know and it. believe. But you should know it. And that was the point. Oh yeah, today, know it. To make but push sure. forward. Just a couple things. Just look at it. You know, so the next you time can know you the see... stories of the Bible, but you better get your ass out of that barn before you get something in your booty hole, and then you end up being <laughs> dead because you laying in hay because you think you're supposed to be in hay like Jesus, and next thing you catch some disease in your booty hole. It's good to that, know. That's my biggest fucking fear. It's good to know. So you're not so fucking opinionated when yeah. the world right now is trying to rip us apart because 
you know, they could give a fuck about us. They want us to rip each other apart. It's beneficial. Yeah. We, we spend money and we keep working. I tell you what, this is what you do. Read the stories about Rosewood, Florida. Watch that movie. That one is just, just about as, as bad as, as Tulsa Riots. Uh, check out Mississippi Burning. That's another good film. And, and learn that story. That, that one actually is uh, references my uncle, uh, David Dennis. He was a civil rights fighter, and he uh, had a lot to do with that case and, and the finding of those young men. He was actually supposed to be in the car with the young men that were attacked and killed um, in the instance that was surrounded around that movie. Um, so, I mean, there's there's a lot of things and, and things that you can look up and explore uh, about it that, that didn't really reach mainstream media. They did, and even sometimes those two were, were discarded. You understand what I'm saying? And 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 it's just... and just But go off of it on reference. Use it as reference to make yourself better. Don't use it as a ba- basis to live your life. Use it as reference alone. And just keep being a better person and keep pushing. And that's, the, that's how you succeed. That's yes. how we all going to be better. You, If you can't get past that, then we in trouble. That's what I'm trying to do, man. That's what's up. I'm trying to work hard enough to pay all the bills off. And then we'll figure it out. There you go, pimp. I'm going to keep the baby. Uh, <laughs> keep an eye on him. And try not to lead him to a yeah, You better go get the rest of that hamburger bread out of your couch for your wife come home and fuck you up. Oh no, we got it. Operation she Hamburger Bun. She gonna beat your ass blue. You be calling me like, hey Joe, I'm black as you. Like, what the fuck did she do to you, nigga? <laughs> she hit me. <laughs> she hit me with a lock and a sock, bro. That motherfucker hit me with everything. Goddamn, it looked like it. Shit, is that a tire print next to a sink mark? Yep. Man, it's fun being a dad. Happy Father's Day. I know I said it before. Right back to cool, man. Right it's back only seat. been a couple years for me, so I'm still feeling it out. You know, that's I'm, what's up, shit. It's to, all new, but it's, it's it's fun. Starting to enjoy it a little more because he's talking. Just don't be ashamed to ask for the good blowjobs on Father's Day. I'm just saying, you know, you, you should expect the nasty shit. That's kind every of, father. You, if you got a woman in your life, and as far as you supposed to get the nasty head, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They always talk about it on stage. <laughs> that's right. Oh, by the way, I do have shows coming up. Um, August thirtieth, we will be in Scavenaugh. Uh, uh, Scavenaugh, Oklahoma, uh, August 30th, uh, August 18th and 29th, me, LaVille Harris, uh, David Mott, and I'm assuming uh, Jocelyn Sharp will be doing shows out in Vegas as well as Los Angeles. I will also be doing, uh, be on stage next month on the 14th at Regular Spot here and Enid at Boondocks. Um, I got my new page going to be coming up for my, just my comedy on Facebook, and that's where I'll be posting additional dates and stuff like that as they come up and that's all the cheap plugs i have right now <laughs> you need to get your ass on that looney bin circuit so you can get your ass down here dude i've been i'm i'm really really wanting to do that i've, I've been trying to get in with them but it's just uh, i'm trying to get in with looney bin i'm really pushing for that that's gonna be my next project once we get this trailer and everything situated so we make it uh when but, you make it to little rock i'll smoke you down bro <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> But dude, it was definitely a pleasure. I think we uh, we handled some good shit today, Joe Moffat. I think we did. I, th- I think we've we've scared the kitties enough to make them act right. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like I said, I beat my children to excellence, and I will come over and beat your ass if I need to to make you excellent. I'll yes. take a little bit. I'll take a little off the top. 
<laughs> well, not you. I mean, just anybody in general. You know, I'm offering a be ass beating service. If you are not living to your potential, I will come over to your house and fuck you up. Um, motivational. Unless speaking. you're unless you're hot, then I got to bring wife in, and her and I might have to tag team you. Um, <laughs> you might not feel successful at the end, but you'll definitely feel relieved. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> so funny. Shit. Well, hey man, I'm gonna get in here and. Uh, it was a hundred fucking degrees outside today. I think I'm gonna go outside. It's always hundred degrees where I'm at. Shit. God damn it, it's hot. Fuck. It's been hundred degrees since fucking April. Sweaty in fucking, fucking Oklahoma. Sweaty back and balls. Fuck this weather. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm about to jump up and jump behind this grill because I'm hungry as a hostage. Well, good deal. Hey, man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. We did it. Yeah, I appreciate it as always. You know, I love coming on and doing this with you. And by all means, have me back again. Shit. Anytime. Hey, you got some shit you want me to work on with you? Call me, man. Text me. You got for me sure. Back. For sure. Like I said, you you interested in doing this comedy thing, man. And I, I mean, I, I hell, you, you can run with me. And, and you know, like, because I'm going to be touring here soon. And we got some shit coming up. 2019 is going to be lit. I'm going to be trying to be on every stage I can touch as much as fucking possible. Shit. I got a memo pad with 500 topics on it, Joe Moffin. I'm telling you, there you go. Shit, the errors <laughs> of my ways. That's the name of the tour. Shit, we'll get it handled. You have a wonderful Saturday. Up. Go cook your food, motherfucker. You too, and have a good one, my friend. All right, buddy. Later. <sighs> Joe motherfucking Moffin. That was good, man. I feel woke. It's all a lie. <laughs> the world is bullshit. We're all slaves. <laughs> nothing is worth nothing. Congratulations. Happy Saturday. No, man. We got to try to be better. That's what it Do better. As Joe Moffat would say. Um, I don't know, man. I try to be a good person. That's my plan anyway. I think you should too. Just think about somebody else's feelings. You know? Sometimes it's hard just getting up and going out on a daily basis. Because motherfuckers just automatically assume shit. And that's not good. Put anybody on edge. <sighs> that Bourdain shit was weird. It's kind of where I'm at with it. Like... I don't condone suicide. You know, I have my opinions. Whatever. I, I've never done it. I, I never will. I love me. So that's not my thing. But it kind of really bothered me that that dude hung himself. Because I've always said that hung, hanging yourself is you really consciously decided you want to die. Like, that's my plan. And, uh, man, he's he's experienced so much life traveling and different cultures of people. You know, uh, it's it's hard for me to think like, you know, when when a normal person says that they're they're done with life, like they they're giving up, nobody fucking cares. You maybe think, well, it could be so much worse. Like you have no idea what some people go through on a day to day, especially like a rich person. Like why would you think that? I mean, Anthony Bourdain has traveled. He's been all, all over the world. He's, he's been to war-stricken countries, Libya and, and shit, you know? He's seen every walk of life in, in the last 20 years. 
And it's crazy to me that a person like that, who knows the outcome, who knows that, uh, you know, life can be hard way worse than what it is, would actually decide that they're done living. Like, that's fucking crazy. You know? Anyway. Y'all. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review if you'd like. Uh, at Poboy Pod on Twitter at Jody B five hundred one. Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends, mama about the show. Uh, sponsored by Spunk Lube, which is nice and slippery for having sex and jerking your dick off. Holla! And uh, we have merch. dot com. You can go there and you can get uh, t shirts and I have an apron. It's summertime. You know, you want to go grill some wieners. Get you an apron with my face on it. It's good times. We're featured on ASN Radio Network. I don't even think they're on Twitter anymore. You know, I'm just going to keep saying it because it's there. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all that shit. You motherfuckers have a wonderful weekend. And just know I love you. I really, really do. And I hope that all of you can, can try to just be a little nicer and do better. This ain't coming from no prophet. Just an ordinary man. When I close my eyes, I see the way this world shall be. When we all can in A crust of bread When the last man dies For just words that he said When they're sheltered over The poorest head We shall be free When the last thing we notice Is the color of skin And the first thing we look for Is the beauty within When the skies and the oceans are clean again Then we shall be free We shall be free We shall be free Stand straight and walk proud Cause we shall be free Anyone we choose When this world's big enough For all different views When we all can worship From our own kind of pew Then we shall be free We shall be free Time.
Shit.